this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm a heinous miscarriage of justice, and I'm Evan. I'm a toy company that apparently also makes superhero get-ups and gadgets and all. I'm Ronnie. If you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss one-season television shows. However, we have thrown our format out the fucking window, <laughs> and we are discussing a one-episode television show that's very bad because we're joined by some special guests. Special guests, say hi. Hi, everyone. I'm BJ from the Pilot Podcast. Do we give a quote? Do you whatever do you whatever, want. Do what your uh, heart tells you. Then I'll just, my name is Me Too. I'm from the Pilot <laughs> Podcast. I didn't want to break up your format. No. Oh, no, no you're fine. good. I want to emphasize that Andy led into introducing our guests saying that we are covering a one episode show that was very bad. And that's why we have people here. It is not because they are bad. It no, they're because, great. It is because they, their podcast focuses on pilots of television yeah. shows. They are fantastic. Just want to make the, sure that that connection is clear. Yeah, Thank it's you. no no fault of theirs that this show was bad. Yeah, no, they, yeah. Did, they did not make the Wonder Woman pilot, which is what we are discussing. We are discussing the Wonder Woman pilot starring my favorite actress. Maybe. I don't know. I like her a bunch. Adrian Palicki. <laughs> High praise, Ronnie. High praise. But I, before we get into Wonder Woman, I have a bit that I worked very hard on I'm, in the I'm, last 14 seconds or so. My mouth is watering Why? for this bit, Andy. Why do y'all always assume that I don't prepare the bits ahead of time? Only because we know you in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's fair. Um, I was actually trying to stall for time to think of a bit. <laughs> And you answered my question very succinctly, and it did not give me much time. And now I feel a lot of pressure because we have we have guests. If you could have an unexpected cameo on any television show, what would you want to cameo on? When you say unexpected cameo, like somebody just grabs you off the street and says, no, like, like, surprise, you're going to be in... Like, like Pedro Pascal showed up in this before he was Pedro Pascal, and it blew my... <laughs> It blew my mind. So, like, if you could, like, unexpectedly show up on a television show, like Pedro Pascal unexpectedly showed up Oh, like, if you were going to surprise the audience with your presence. Sure. Right. We are all very famous in this scenario, and people will know. I I haven't really thought this bit out. I think it's fine. You guys are asking a lot of questions. So, let's simplify this to, if you could have a cameo on any TV show, what cameo? What TV show? Sure. Are we credited, or is this an uncredited cameo? You better talk about that check. Is this paid? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's paid. Yeah, you're getting paid. You're then paid. That changes paid, the show because it's like, yeah. is it the little show that you love or is it like a network show? Right. Sure. You get those yeah, you're, five you're, you're lines getting, or whatever it takes to paid. get paid as an actor and not just mm-hmm. like a extra. They're rushing your paperwork through the sh- uh, the Screen Actors <laughs> Guild so that way they can have you. I would do Living Single. I love that Ooh. show a lot. I've watched it several times through. I was actually just talking today about how truly I think those four women helped shape me. So <laughs> um, in watching reruns before and after school. So uh, I would love to honestly just live in the universe of that show where four women 
can afford that giant brownstone in Brooklyn. Wow, the nostalgia um, play. Mm-hmm. I love living single. My friend was just on a flight with Kim Coles, who plays Sinclair James, and did not say hi. Chickened out. And they had the same connecting flight. Chickened out twice. There's a way to do it and be chill. Like, like you can say hi to, like, an actor and be like, you can be like, hey, like, I like your work and, like, keep going and, like, not make it weird. I think she would have, she's, I mean, I don't want to give her background. She's a very accomplished person in her own right. And I think could have been super chill and she chickened out. Should have gone for it. I would have chickened out. That's just the person that I am. I know what show I'd like to be an extra on. Hit us. Vikings. Ooh. Ooh. I would not want to live in that universe. No, no, no. They did not have modern medicine or dentistry or anything like that. However, the costumes on that show are choice. Beautiful, excellent costumes. I would love to wear one of those costumes and just hang out smacking people with swords all day. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be fun. Ronnie, what you got? I would probably, and I don't even really love this show that much. It's one that I know well. I would probably have a cameo on like Saved by the Bell um, only because it would have to be a like multi-cam live studio audience sitcom because I got to have that affirmation of like me popping up and like <laughs> I, you can't even hear the line I'm saying because the audience is just going wild with applause of like, that's Ronnie. That, he, he's, he's from the podcast, the one with the ending pending. Um, and they would clap, clap, clap. And I'd be like, what? what's going on here? And, you know, Zach Boris and AC Slater would high five me. And Aren't they bringing that back? Aren't they bringing in Safe by the Bell back? They're bringing everything back. I can't keep up with it. Oh, no. Lizzie McGuire's coming back. Oh, <gasps> wow. really? Yeah, they got Hillary Duff back. No. Is she going to be in high school again, though? Oh, I'm assuming it's going to be like her daughter or something. Okay. Like how they did. Are Miranda and Gordo in it? I don't know. Miranda has What to happened to Miranda, though? She disappeared. I, have you seen Gordo in anything, either? No, but Gordo was in the movie. Miranda got cut. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, that'll be, that BJ. maybe will be a show we cover in the future, is the re-ramp of <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. Oh. Dr. BJ, what do you got for us? Um. So everyone else is going for, like, fun cameos i'm going for the like shameless self-promotion i want to be a cameo in the series finale of big bang theory and this is gonna (laughs) pop off my career everyone will know my face and name and then i'll move on i don't like the show i just know a lot of people watch it and that's all i need i mean that's 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 respectable that's he knows what he's about. Yeah, he knows mm-hmm. what he's going to get out of this situation. So, I mean, I don't like the show view. either, but I don't begrudge any of the actors for making that money. No, like, that's if they pop up in something else, it's a good project. I'm going to watch it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Andy, what would your show be? I would cameo on the animated uh, The Adventure Zone show that they're making. Hmm. Or wait, no, I changed my answer. I'm changing my answer. An animated um, cameo is is a different is a, is yeah. a bit of a different animal in that. <laughs> they case. would have to they would have to make the character look like me uh, in right. order to fulfill my vanity, and I don't right. know if I have that pull. So my my other answer, my better answer is I would be a one episode love interest of Pedro Pascal's character on The Mandalorian, mm. and uh, that's getting that money. 
And I would you just I, want to film scenes with no, Pedro no. It is not at all right. about that. I just want to be in a Star Wars. You get to be di- work with Disney. That's smart. I want to be in a Star Wars show because then I can make money off of that till I die. You know, I love the Star Wars. I'm very into the 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 space conflict, and the the costumes would be fun. And my coworkers and Pedro Pascal would be great, and we would be buddies, and we would become best friends, and. I firmly believe you are charismatic enough that you would become yeah. best friends with Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. However, I want to stipulate that I think if it's a cameo, being a love interest is too big of a part. I don't think that qualifies. No, we would like meet up and like hook up in a space bar. And like, then he, and like as on. an establishing scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this is the space bar. And like he and I are like canoodling and then he like, goes off and is like, you don't want to get close to me. And like, <laughs> I'm the Mandalorian. <laughs> and like, walks off. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> goodbye. Not not to distract, but like, we we were in the Mandalorian panel, and it was hilarious in the, the footage they had. When he had the helmet on, he was the Mandalorian. And as soon as he took the helmet off, he was like, Pedro Pascal's here and he's a puppy. <laughs> Look at my face. Look how happy he's just so psyched he's, under that helmet. He's very he's excited. So psyched. It was just really funny to see like the break in character instantly as soon as he's back Taking to the helmet off. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about this show. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about Wonder Woman. Show. As much as we want to oh, talk about man. Andy's self insert OC of uh Yeah, my my, my Mandalorian fan fiction that I'm writing. Uh yeah, we we watched one whole episode of W I believe this was produced by the WB of the untitled Wonder Woman project and uh and you know I got to ask uh Andy Yeah Ronnie this episode of television No did it work no, it for didn't you work. It, Nope <laughs> nope heckin nope it didn't it's it's very bad Andy doesn't even consider it television that's when no. I had to interrupt you It's very bad <laughs> Uh, me too. It didn't work for me. And I should add, because I'm now I'm on the Wikipedia page for Wonder Woman, and it was produced by WB for NBC, but NBC decided it didn't work for them, and they opted <laughs> not to buy the series. Good so, choice. So, so if we're keeping track, did not work for Andy, did not work for Me Too, did not work for NBC. Uh, <laughs> BJ. It did not work for me. It was okay. Okay, cringeworthy. <laughs> uh, Evan, did this yeah. episode of television work for you? Oh no! Oh no! It was very bad. I have so many angry notes with lots of exclamation <laughs> marks and like several question marks in a row. Like I was, I was a little like outraged as I was taking notes. So no, it definitely did not work. I was very alarmed and confused. I'm not even very invested in Wonder Woman as a character, and I was just, this is, this is unacceptable. It's something. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did this one single ill-fated episode of television work for you? Give me, give me, oh, hang on, I have to. Are you about to say it worked, Ronnie? Uh, (laughs) let me just, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Uh, okay. So I can hide my face in shame because it kind of worked for me. Oh, oh Ronnie, wow. you're fired I, from the podcast. Now you do I, all the work. I and now my shame is gone and my face is back. Um, 
I now have he's back. I have pretty legitimate explanation. <laughs> I don't know if the it's actress. I don't. Well, the actress certainly <laughs> helped it for me. I will not lie about that. Uh, I don't know if it will be validated by the group. Uh, I have a feeling it will not be. But I have I have like it's not just like Ronnie's likes things. And this is one of them. It, I have like a reason that it like works. So we can get into my, that later. But you're uh, my bravest friend. Yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie has some <laughs> brave opinions. I'm so you're brave because friend. I have the worst takes and I express them. <laughs> True bravery. True. This is why the show works. This is why our podcast works. So in this uh, iteration of Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is a vigilante superhero and also the CEO of a mega corporation. And also she has a secret identity as a regular poor girl. And <laughs> she she uses her clout as a CEO of a mega corporation and also a superhero to support her vigilanteism. She has made herself this whole like costume and persona and action figures. And the the villain of this episode is the CEO of a different mega corporation who's also a woman, but it's a pharmaceutical corporation. And this woman is unscrupulously making drugs that harm people and distributing them as part of one, a scheme to make money and two, a scheme to get some kind of government contract because it's like a super soldier drug. It's like a performance enhancing blah, 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 steroid thing. Oh. And Wonder Woman is uh, using very unscrupulous means to try to trap this other CEO and catch her doing illegal shit. And she's shaken down all her employees and... She's shaking down police officers and she's breaking people's arms and stuff. It's very Christopher Nolan Batman. Yeah, but it's, it's Wonder it's Woman trying and, to be really edgy and also New Girl. <laughs> yeah, the villains. Her last name is Kale, and she owns a pharmaceutical company and she's making some kind of super soldier drug. And Wonder Woman's not having any of that. And is Elizabeth Hurley? Yeah, which I was obsessed yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is a huge power move for this like wildly small show. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's crack it right open and talk about what worked for us on this episode. Of and by Wonder us, Woman. Ronnie means Ronnie. Is does nobody have anything that actually that worked? Was it all just a bad time? Look, the only thing that brought me joy was, in this episode was when Pedro Pascal Pas- turned up, and we were both like, "Oh shit, it's Pedro I was, Pascal!" It's like, is that is that pre Oberin Pedro Pascal? Yeah, and it is. It is pre. Where was he? Pedro I didn't, I didn't he's the detective anything. in the hospital, um, and at the end, he's the one who's like, "Listen, you breaking into this company is a crime." So that means I can show up and help you bust her. And it's like, I don't think that's how police works, Pedro Pascal, but like, cool. Yeah, he was the one who was in the hospital like, don't break that guy's arm, Wonder Woman. But I'm going to walk but away. But I'm going to just look away. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Look at the cops in the show are very bad cops. Everything is so bad. Anyway, Ronnie, please. Uh, okay. Pedro Pascal was the only good thing. Please continue. B- BJ, me too. Anything? I don't want. I don't want to like, tr- like trample on anyone's talking points or anything. But I liked her jet. Yeah, her jet was cool, and I loved the cast. Yeah, I love. Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember how I, I I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Carrie Alwis. Yeah. Prince Princess Bride. Yeah. He's Princess Bride. He's Robin Hood Men in Tights. And he yeah. also had a really wonderful run on the show Psych. So when I saw him, I was pretty pumped. And then Tracy Thomas, Tracy Toms plays uh Diana's personal assistant and she what did a really funny episode of Veep and is honestly like the the black friend on a lot of shows and it is really a talented actress as well. Mm-hmm. She's also on uh, Wonder Falls, the show we're covering. We just finished covering. Yeah, oh, nice. to that, that now. was her. So it's a strong cast. It is a very I also good cast. like Carrie Elwes, but he wasn't doing anything for me in this. He had a weird haircut and his character was kind of like weird. I keep referring to Diana's businesswoman persona as her CEO Sona, but she's in fact not the CEO. I guess she's the founder or the financier or whatever. But mm-hmm. Gary Elwes is the uh-huh. CEO and he just like felt businessman-y to me and his dialogue was kind of weird in some scene. Anyway, I I do love him. Good good cast, but they could not salvage this train wreck. Yeah. Oh, I also like that her Diana Prince form, I like that her pet cat doesn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> It visibly did not like her. Yeah. yeah. That cat and was not having it. It cowered from her touch. And she kept patting the top of its head. She's not good at petting cats. That's not mm-hmm. how cats like to be pet. No. Oh, man. This show's weird. This show's real weird. Yeah, so so um, weird and bad. I liked... There's very, there's very little that I think I liked. Um... I mean, don't force it, I guess, but. I like the part where she tortured a lot of. No, I didn't like that. I don't like <laughs> you didn't tortured. like that. I, Nobody should like yeah, that. I liked the part where she murdered. <laughs> nope, I don't like murder either. Uh, I, I like liked the, the part where she stabbed a man in the neck with a steel A security pipe. guard! <laughs> a dude just doing his job! He wasn't one of the roided up supervillains. He was literally wearing, like,. A shitty he was a mall sec- cop. He was yeah. a shitty security guard, and she stabbed him in the throat with a lead pipe, and blood went everywhere. Wasn't oh he firing God. a gun at her, though? He was firing but, a gun at her. But he was but a security guard. But she was murdering guard. people. She was, like, killing people. That's she fair. broke no, in and was right. murdering right. people. That's fair. That's fair. And she stabbed him in the throat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just to take some blood, not to, like, you know. <laughs> no, that was the first guy that she stabbed in the throat. That was the guy she stabbed oh. in the throat with a needle. This was the guy at the end of the episode that she stabbed in the throat with a lead pipe. When she was on oh, that. Oh, right, when she killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she was on that <laughs> rampage through the medical facility, just killing people left Yo, and right. Yo, this show is fucking wild. Yeah. Ronnie, so tell us about what you like about okay. this show. Okay. I, I will first preface this by saying that, like, I do not endorse toy- torture or indiscriminately murdering for the greater good. I um, love that Ending Pending has taken hard stances against uh, kidnapping people for a sex cult, <laughs> and now that we're taking a very hard stance against torture. And yeah, murder. I mean, that's that's my personal stance. If y'all want to join in with me on that, that's fine. Bold, bold <laughs> moves here on Ending yeah. Pending. Uh, we Take really real are controversial. Are controversial. Yeah. Um, I don't like that part of it, and like, I feel like the complaint against this is like Wonder Woman is not like a superhero anymore. She's like a corporate chill kind of thing. But here is and I wrote this down because like I wanted to make sure that my point was very well articulated. 
So what I was thinking was that what if the Wonder Woman of the 40s continued along the same path of crime fighting in America for 75 years up to about when this show came out? And she's always depicted in like cheesecake style, highlighting her body, highlighting her uh, the, the features that are considered most important by society at the time and all the way through all the way through her run. Um, always, you know, people commenting on that, people always being very obsessed with that above all else. Um, and she just goes on being very effective at crime fighting while still being considered a second tier hero for the beginning of it. And, and, you know, only recently is she, you know, a bigger part of it. And after 75 years of saving the planet, they finally give her a movie and people complain that Gal Gadot's boobs are too small to accurately depict her. And like, that's the Wonder Woman I see here is a Wonder Woman who is fed up. She's ready to be the benefactor of all of this misogyny and all of this, you know, people profiting. There's a scene where she is uh, talking about her doll, her action figure and how the, the boobs are too big. And they're saying, oh, well, it has to be big because the small boob ones don't sell. And I just imagine that that is such a a parallel to how Wonder Woman and this fictional character granted but this like concept of wonder woman has has existed as a male fantasy for since its inception and this wonder woman in the real world has endured all of that and gotten to the point where yes there's a movie and and the characters the actress's body is more important than the than the dynamicism of the actor and she's done and she's fed up with it and she's like i'm gonna just make my money like i'm just i'm over this whole you know, for the greater good stuff, I'm here to finally be the one that, benef- that benefits from my persona instead of everyone else doing it. And I'm going to get that money. And I I, am tired of being the perfect non-vulgar angel that all of you want me to be. I'm just living my life. That is the Wonder Woman, the Diana Prince that I see that they're that that if not that the writers are trying to go for. I feel like this is what Adrian Palicki is trying to go for. Um, OK. And I would Ronnie. have, and I would have Ronnie, liked you, Ronnie. The show that you've made up <laughs> is, not is perfectly watched. fine. Like that, that's what we call exegesis. Like you're, you are just like you've made up. I don't think I have ninety nine percent of that. Con- <laughs> I yeah, you've like you've contextualized this completely differently. That. Like one you watched scene. a different show than us. That one no, no, Ronnie watched the same to me. Ronnie watched the same show and he spent eight years writing fan fiction about it is what this is. <laughs> like, oh, I don't I, know how you time traveled that much, but I think granted, yes, much of this was not seen this pilot episode, maybe in the next episode. <laughs> like I, I, I'm not, I'm not out of line. Totally. I do think that like a wonder woman standing up in a business meeting and saying, uh, I'd never told you to merchandise my tits is like that. That is that says something that is that is a dynamic move. It's, it says something. I don't think it I don't think it says what you think it's saying. But, but in the fight scenes, weren't her breasts like truly Ow. her cup runneth over Ow. like Ow. they were, they were compl- yes. to oh, the they point were- where I was like, we're watching an unedited cut of this. Like you could see the harnesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, is she going to have an accident with this top that is 
barely covering her. Yeah, and squeezing thing- her. She looked uncomfortable at some points walking around. <laughs> yeah, during the walking scenes, it looked like she couldn't walk because she was cinched so intensely. Uh, also, like, there was a scene where, in the hospital where this was after she had gotten all, like, fed up about the doll. But she was in the hospital, and she confronts the security guard, and she goes, do you like my outfit? This outfit <laughs> opens a lot of doors for me. And I'm like, you were just in that fucking <laughs> meeting but see, complaining <laughs> about that doll that you but asked see, to have made. But that's exactly like, where I'm at. That's exactly where I'm at. I do not have a problem with her using her sexuality for her gain because it has then, been used for everyone else's gain for so long. She is taking it yes. back and she is still able to say, as, as she still should have the agency to say, hey, I don't want to be depicted at, for a toy for children like that. I can do that because I'm a grown up, but you can't do that to me. Got it. That's mm. what no, no, kid, no kid would have bought that toy, though. That is for grown adult men <laughs> yeah, to sure. put in a glass case. But also, I mean, based on like the context, she 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 initiated the creation of this doll. Like based sure, on the conversation on it. Yeah, like she like there were other like conversations in the show where they were like oh yeah we have to meet to discuss the final stuff on your your action doll or whatever like she clearly had you know given her blessing like got some kind of licensing deal with this toy manufacturer and i would imagine was making money off of it like she was she she's clearly a very savvy businesswoman there's no way she would have sold her image to a toy company and not got money out of it i believe they're the ones who make the toys it's her, her primary source of income. I right. think that's what they yeah. said. Like yeah. she merchandises herself. <laughs> so her merchandise is her money. So if she's okay with like using sexuality as a means to an end in crime fighting, why would she then not be okay with using sexuality as a means to an end for financial gain? Also, like, if she's their using argument it was the tits get- will sell the doll. If her if she's really like ruthless and like if she really is the person that you're saying she is ronnie i cannot imagine that she would be like using her boobs to fight crime and then not okay with using her boobs to sell toys i think there's i think there's some delineation there bj had a question earlier sorry yes oh no it's fine this is a good discussion uh (laughs) this is for ronnie uh about her using her costume and sexuality for her gain, for vigilantism, do you think it was a choice by her to remove her pants and replace them with shorts throughout the episode to show more skin as the violence increased? Yeah, that's not great. That's, <laughs> so, that's certainly not a great part. Um, I did notice that. Um, can I make everyone more sad? Go ahead. So they released set pictures from the action scene at the start of the episode where she had uh, run down the drug dealer and like strangled him and stabbed him in the throat with a needle and stole his blood. Uh, They had released set pictures from that and the fandom freaked out. How dare you put Wonder Woman in pants? And they had finished filming the show. And the fan outrage was so much that they went back and refilmed the ending oh. so that they could have her not in pants. 
Yeah, that's disappointing. But mid-fight scene is when they had it come in. <laughs> they couldn't uh, reshoot the whole thing, Me Too. <laughs> well, I, right. I think that they they didn't... They they still wanted to stand by the initial costume, and they're like, we're going to have her wear multiple costumes in the show now. I honestly love the idea of a mid-fight outfit change. Like, if she's like, I need to get more air, going to pull a Mariah, three outfit changes per convenience before the end of this fight. But if they showed it, then that would be I, dope. I honestly, that would have been fabulous. I would have been down with a Sailor Moon transformation sequence. That would have been awesome. Ooh. Yeah, because Linda Carter, the old Wonder Woman, had one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Little hurricane kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Honestly, it seems like it would be hard to fight in those pants even though because they look... They're, they are very tight. She and they're can't some breathe. kind of heavy yeah. leathery the whole outfit. material. Me too is right. Like, you are asking mm-hmm. for a wardrobe malfunction in that mm-hmm. outfit. As um, Evan and I are both cosplayers, and yeah, it... You're you're asking for, you're asking for trouble there. Right, right. That's yeah. her superpower. She can fight in that outfit. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's significant. That 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 would do it. Wait, wait, wait. We don't have time to do the intro song. This is a promo. Miles, yeah? introduce the show. All right. Uh, welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. I'm Miles. I'm Mars. This is a podcast where each and every week we rediscover what makes music so special. Miles, what's the theme this promo? The theme this promo, the only promo, is a song that we think would be really good to use in a promo for our podcast. Mars, what's the song? The song is Thirst Shop by Macklemore because it's pretty recognizable. Hit that timer. 30 seconds. Go. All right. Uh, Thirst Shop by Macklemore came out in 2012. And you know why it's a great song to use in a promo for your podcast, Mars? Why is that? Because the song is so dumb that it forces you to listen to what we're talking about the only benefit to listening to thrift shop is knowing you're exactly three minutes and 52 seconds closer to death mars why do you think it's a great song to use that's really grim miles i haven't listened to songs since 2013 when it came out uh but i really actually like the beat i like the the weird vocal element to it in the beginning oh that's the timer oh no i, I wish you didn't talk about piss <laughs> yeah Macam- macklemore said piss macklemore said piss he also said gay rights he also did say gay rights Speaking of gay rights, you can find Artificial Ghost Radio on Lunar Light Studios at LunarLightStudio.com. Also at Spotify, iTunes, and wherever good podcasts are bought and sold. What are you buying, stranger? What are you selling? Come listen to us do the goblin voice every episode, I think. My, my, I don't feel like my statement stands up to too much scrutiny. <laughs> um, so I, I might just leave it at that. All I will say is that, yeah, I think that as, as the, as you were talking about Andy, about the costumes and stuff like that, I think that the fandom and the producers maybe let the fandom and the, you know, expectation of exactly what I'm talking about of a, you know, a, a, a we need to have a very sexual Wonder Woman. I think they let that control it too much and i do think that adrian palicki given you know enough star power could have you know turned the tides there a little bit because i did see enough in her that i feel like i'm not 
super off base, even though maybe I'm a little bit off base uh, to make this a show that is is more, you know, friendly to if not young girls, then just friendly to women than uh, than we've seen. In this uh, any other positives, Ronnie, before we just eviscerate this show? No, nah, I just I think Adrian Palicki did a good job with the character. I am not blind to the fact that it was yeah. a it was a mess. I'm not. I'm not saying that it was like wonderful. Um, I liked seeing, you know, Elizabeth Hurley. I liked uh, uh, it. Weird that like the the people that they were able to pull into this Wonder Woman project of like Elizabeth Hurley, but then Doctor Phil and Nancy Grace and Alan Dershowitz all having cameos yeah. of just like <laughs> bizarre. It, it it's like I'm not. I so- think they'll do any show though, That's especially fair. Nancy Grace and Doctor Phil. I don't yeah. think there's a show they would turn down. That's fair. It's not like they had like actual <laughs> news reporters or anything on there, just talking heads who will probably talk about anything. Carrie Elwes can't be that cheap. He's in stuff. Like, yeah. he's, well, that's what I'm they, saying. Like, like outside of those small, small cameos, the fact that we yeah. had Tracy Thompson, we had uh, Elizabeth Hurley, we had Carrie yeah. Elwes. Like, this this I, was a cast. Like, no, I was I was agreeing with you. I was yeah. like, yeah. And then, yeah, they they uh, they spent some money getting some mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> I will right. say for a final positive is that it is so bad it's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if oh, you want to yeah. get some some yeah. friends Worth together, watching. if you're uh, a fan of bad TV or a fan of superheroes, and you get some beer and pretzels and just yell at the TV, because it, it's it's something to behold. If if you want to hear lines like, "Does anyone in this room think that this reflects my breasts?" and have a creepy bald dude raise his hand, it's you know, it's. <laughs> It's that kind of show. A, a line where, like, ooh, that's not funny, per se, but, like, boy, this is the direction this show is going. <laughs> also, breasts don't have to be sexualized. Like, if they weren't discussed in that way, I don't know. Yeah. I, they're just body parts. Yeah. So if we had treated them like they were just body parts and not the center of some... Uh, don't merchandise my tits I think was the line mm-hmm. controversy then maybe it could be okay for kids to watch because I know that when I was a child I don't know that I would have thought twice about her costume but of course now I am noticing right yeah and you're right of course but the show definitely de- it it was never gonna just be like, yeah, oh, well, no. this is just how you're, this is just how some bodies are. Like, right. that's, that's no, very much not, not the show. <laughs> but I, but, and, and I, but I think pointing out, pointing it out does point to the, the nonsense that Wonder Woman has gone through over the past 70 years of, you know, you know, to, to say like, oh, yes, I have to have the perfect body and the perfect ass and the perfect teeth. And like, that was kind of like, this is this is a Wonder Woman who is bucking those trends and saying like you know what I don't I don't have to fit into that box anymore I'm taking a step forward for me yeah. and not for anyone else and that if that's I want to murder I'm gonna murder yeah I, I don't if agree. I want to stab a, a man in the neck and steal his blood <laughs> right yeah. wiretap if you want to <laughs> she uses the lasso to wiretap can we start getting into these privacy violations that oh my god shocking. I have. She's all about vengeance. It's okay. I have with an with an exclamation mark after every word. I have 
this is a miscarriage of justice. Yes. Like, <laughs> the, this She's Wonder honestly Woman, a supervillain. This Wonder Woman does not care about due process. She does not care about individual rights. She does not care about anyone's body or what she does. She, like, she is willing to maim and kill nigh indiscriminately, which is just wild. I don't even know that much about Wonder Woman, and it seems, it just feels very anti-Wonder Woman to me. So after after she lassos the dude in the throat and then stabs him in the throat with a needle to steal his blood, she goes to the hospital where he is recovering from the injuries that she inflicted on him under guard, uses her sexualized, monetized tits to get the cop to leave, then gets stopped by another cop, gets that cop to leave, goes in, tortures him to get a confession, leaves, gets called by the cop being like, we can't use any of that evidence because you tortured him. And she goes, I'm not a cop. I can use it. And then goes and murders a building full of people. So she gets things done. (laughs) Before she stabbed him in the neck to draw his blood... She literally said, if I give him to you, he'll lawyer up. Yes, I, and she, and by all means, the dude should, because she just, like, tackled him for, as far as the law is concerned, no reason, and stole his blood. You can't do that. Like, dude, lawyer up and sue her. You can't just steal. And for a moment, I was like, okay, maybe this is some, like, slightly alternate universe. I mean, clearly there is no, like, Themyscira Industries. Maybe they're trying <laughs> to make the case that this is some kind of, like, slightly alternate, like, whatever universe where Gotham City exists and, like, the laws are kind of different. No. The cops bring up to her that she is, like, breaking laws, and she's mm-hmm. like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to steal all the blood I want. Then I'm going to go on TV and talk about how I stole a guy's blood. And there's going to be no consequences. It's really shocking. It it reminds me of when I was younger and I used to watch all those law and order shows. And whenever the person would lawyer up or advocate for themselves in any way, you would be on the side of like Olivia Benson and Stabler. And you'd be like, oh, this darn defense attorney is here and now we can't get to justice when in reality it's all justice, right? Like it is your right to defend yourself mm-hmm. and to be presumed innocent. And so to see it taken to this extreme, as you said, Andy, with the <laughs> taking that evidence and then murdering many people after is wild. Yeah, it was nuts. I truly is, couldn't believe what I was oh. watching. Like, BJ and I were stunned. And then That's at the end, be her ex-boyfriend turns up, and he works for the Department of Justice or whatever, and he was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I've decided you didn't break any laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're Good friends. old Steve we'll Trevor. Wow. I will say that is the most milquetoast Steve Trevor I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, and, for and, sure. And that's and, and saying for Steve Trevor, who is generally supposed to, like, be milquetoast to emphasize how great Wonder Woman is. That one was like, after watching Aquaman and seeing just even even though that everyone kind of looked the same as far as, like, attractive white dudes, they were very attractive white dudes. And this guy was kind of like way way more of like oh, i could i could see four more hot dudes hotter dudes than that guy like at the local mall 
That, yeah. that, that guy is absolutely nothing. And just cardboard. Like, yeah. he was a cardboard cutout of Steve Trevor. He was not Steve Trevor. But you have to remember, yeah. she's dating, he's dating the version of her where she has her ponytail and glasses <laughs> and she's not pretty. <laughs> right. So right. they kind of like balance out. Yeah, the fact that she has a like new girl-esque persona going on where she like, she is incredibly wealthy. She is the founder of the super mega corporation and like has like five private space jets, but she has like a shitty apartment that she goes to to pretend to be a normal person where she has a cat and she eats ice cream and watches the notebook. And it's just buck wild to me because one, she's still very upper middle class in that apartment. Mm-hmm. So her like, I'm living what a normal person life. It's like, bitch, no, you ain't like that. That's still a real ritzy, nice apartment. And two, why are you pretending to be like your version of poor? Like, what is that? Do rich people do that? I yeah, also the- think that they wanted to portray her as a sad single woman. Well, I had- yeah, she was doing the like Zoe Deschanel like bit. Yeah, she. I wasn't watching the screen anymore. I tabbed over to like look up the show, but BJ was still watching because we <laughs> we watch on Hangouts on Google Hangouts and. I was able to tell him what she was doing without watching the screen. I was like, she probably has a cat. She probably grabbed like a bag of chips or some popcorn, right? And she's like sitting on the couch watching a romantic movie. And he was like, yep, yep, yep. Because that's what, that's how single women are portrayed. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so bizarre. It was so strange. But that was her cosplaying as poor in addition, or her version of poor as well as big sad single woman. The most wild thing about this to me is that her superhero persona and her businesswoman persona are the same person. She's not she's not like <laughs> pretending to be friends with Wonder Woman or something. Like she is Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman is the CEO of a company. This is public information. Everybody knows that the CEO of Themis or whatever she is, the founder of Themyscira Industries is Wonder Woman. But then her secret identity is, like, regular... Her secret identity identity is Zoe Deschanel in The New Girl, basically. She it's doesn't wild. Even have, she doesn't even have coach, though. Yeah, it's not like... It's not even, like, fun New Girl. Yeah. The guy who plays Steve Trevor was on a show called Ringer, a CW show. I'm not sure if y'all have done it. That was a one-season show starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, that is really good, and I would recommend it. At least, let me caveat, it was really good when I watched it <laughs> when, in 2011. So I'm not sure now. One thing that, like... Who the fuck was Willis? Yeah, so that that's what I'm going to get into okay. right now, is, like, I'm I'm upset with how the show handled all of that, where we are supposed to be okay with the torture... We are supposed to be okay with the, you know, violence and the murder that she's causing because she's doing it for these four, five, six boys who have been affected by these um, these drugs that are supposed to make them great athletes. They also happen to be all men of color. And so, like, it, 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 
it makes you want to say like, well, she's doing the right thing. She's she's doing what the justice system can't. But it's like in real life, maybe you got me. But it's always the kind of thing in a show like this where like you, the writers, chose to put these men in jeopardy and use them as a reason to allow for this kind of nonsense. Like this was this is again, like you said earlier, me too. This is a very white savior. Um, yeah theme a very white savior trope and it's like she kind of is apparently very close with these families and very close with with these these boys but it's just like it it it's gross because you're making me have to question this when it's like no you you were the one who did this like you wrote this situation uh it's also oddly very split where it's like all of the guys who suffered and died from these drugs or steroids were black but then all of the guys she saved in the research lab were white mm-hmm. yeah that was mm-hmm. really weird and they kept calling that the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. bj what did they keep calling it I, well, was it the, was the it, underground slave trade yes i, I could have <laughs> like she saved these people from this slave trade oh, when God. i thought it was about drugs but apparently it was more than that. They used that word slave trade at least because the first time BJ and I were like, that was weird. I keep talking about us like we're one <laughs> unit. I mean, I guess we kind of are at this point. Uh, we were like, oh, that was kind of weird. And then they said it at least three more times through the falling action of you saved them from the slave trade. And I feel like someone covering it on the news called it that. They just kept saying that, which was so confusing. Yeah, it yeah. was bizarre. But yes, they also used black boys' bodies as her arc, like how right. superhero wives always get killed or partners so that mm-hmm. they they avenge some woman's life. Though Willis is really fantastic on being Mary Jane. That's a show I would recommend <laughs> to any of your listeners. I love that show. It's a it was a Gabrielle Union show that was going to be it was a TV movie, but it was so popular that it was turned into a show Hmm. on BET. There was no setup to the character of Willis, though. It's clear that like he and Wonder Woman have some sort of history or friendship or. Or that she has just like she has just like ambulance chased these these families to use I, them as I, like media i could he not knew fawns. her he knew or she knew his mom and family life and stuff i i couldn't figure that out because like the willis's mom showed up at her at skyscraper her job, right yeah and for like the first few seconds of that interaction it seemed like diana didn't know this woman yeah and then they cut to her office where she has invited this woman up to this random woman up to her office and it like then the tone changes entirely and it's like they're buddies so i I don't know if it was cut poorly i don't know if it was scripted poorly i don't know if the actors didn't understand the context but i could not figure out if these two characters were supposed to have known each other and if so how they knew each other what i figured was that we don't know how much time passes between willis uh, becoming ill and her chasing down the you know one of the drug dealers and so it that could be the time where she is like you know where 
she is clearly on this mission to take action here. And the family reaches out to her and, and would have been good to develop that kind of a relationship because it would have lessened the degree to which these are just props uh, yeah. to incite a conflict in, in a Diana's life. Um, I also knew that as soon as they started the, sc- the scene and he said, like, I don't know, Mama, I got into college or something. And I can't remember what you thought, BJ, if he was like a football player or something that came up later and you called it. But I knew that he would die. Or yeah, as soon attacked. as he was happy, something, something bad was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's no, there's no way a black family is going to thrive on this show. I mean, they always open in any procedural show, superhero or not, with good news followed by something tragic. And then that's the mystery for the next 42 minutes. But I knew he was going to. I actually was surprised he was at the hospital. I thought he was dead. He had to deliver that line about truth, yeah. justice in <laughs> right, the American right. way. And he then to the green light to miscarry justice. Right. Uh-huh. And they had to like to get the call of like, oh, Willis died like right at the end before it's time for her to kick some ass. The death, the death, the death of black men is her super soldier serum that uh, I, you know, pushes her from forward. the ghetto too. was yeah. there. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, it was bad. I I have a bullet point in my notes that just says get therapy exclamation mark and i honestly don't know what character or scene that is referring to it could equal i equally a universal to, to note i think, I think it's woman. after wonder woman broke that dude's arm in the hospital i think well, that, I, I vaguely recall a character su- like suggesting that Diana should get therapy because of her breakup or something like that. It's her sidekicks because they want to know about her relationship status now that she's not with Steve. And they try to make it. They try to make us feel bad for her, even though they showed the breakup scene where she broke up with him to go become Wonder Woman in L.A. It's a bad show, guys. Yeah. Any any like quick, silly negatives? We just want to rapid fire before we 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 end out on this. Uh. This train wreck. Oh, the I have the bystander and newscaster dialogue is very contrived. All of the by all of the like extras lines, like the casual lines, were just comically <laughs> bad, comically unnatural. Wesley from the Princess Bride, the CEO, like brings up to Wonder Woman, like, "Hey, how about your your ex, huh?" Like in a business meeting, and it's. It's hella awkward. It's it's real weird. Yeah, it was just like some kind of transition so that then the show could talk about her ex or something. But he he very uncomfortably just brings up like like the the line was not how's your love life, but the equivalent was it was it was essentially how's your love life. And that might seem like small fish when like she's trampling on civil uh like civil liberties, but uh that that still deserves like a letter to HR. I thought he was a villain until the end of the episode when he apologized to her and said he needed to do things her way. I actually read his character as maybe trying to overthrow her power or take mm-hmm. over when in reading the synopsis on Wikipedia, that's when I understood him to be her friend and part of her two team her team of two confidants I was right there with you I thought he was going to be evil 
Yeah, a little bit of like an Obadiah Stone from Iron Man kind of thing. Mm. Obadiah yeah. Stain. Obadiah Stain. It's a different vowel. It's the same thing. I forgot who mentioned it earlier while we were talking, but someone said it seemed like Wonder Woman was the villain. And now it's just, I've just been thinking this show would have been really good if that was like the concept, like an yeah. alternate universe where Wonder Woman is the bad guy. Ronnie's concept could have worked there where after like years of dealing with bullshit sure. she went off the rails. But again, Ronnie's the the Ronnie verse doesn't actually <laughs> exist in the show. Yet. Yet. She exactly. was enough of a villain in this pilot though. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. you can't extract someone's blood. No. No! I know you can't do it. There were a lot of bad things she did, but for some reason it's it was the blood and the lasso of truth also being a wiretap that just truly set me over the edge. And I don't know what that says that the murder I expected from superhero vigilanteism of what I've seen on different shows. But those two things, it's like, come on, that's you just can't well, violate feel, people's privacy and kill them. They seem so <laughs> they seem like such a violation from someone who's supposed to be a hero. Like, yes, I think, I think we can all understand that, like. In extreme circumstances, uh, a hero taking a life, like, we, we've all seen action movies, and, like, we can get, I think, behind that to some degree, um, even if I'm a pacifist in real life. But seeing someone who's supposed to be a superhero stealing someone's blood in such a violent Ugh. scene... It's in kind of the same... Uh, uh, nebulous universe as, like, stealing someone's kidney. Like, and you've never seen a superhero. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a situation where, like, a superhero steals someone's blood. Villains do that. Like, yeah. we've seen many, many, yeah. on many occasions in media, villains, like, you know, uh, have, like, a secret little razor blade and nick somebody to take their blood and study it or something like that. That's a very, like, mad scientist supervillain thing but to do. E- even that with the little, like, Nick, it's like a pinprick. Typically, they like do it on a ring or something. This was like a needle in the throat. It was so gruesome. This is a hard pivot, and I don't want to minimize any discussion of privacy. I no, please do. Yeah, I want all the privacy, um, except for the fact that I speak on a podcast weekly. What's the timeline between her breakup? and establishing herself in this new world in L.A. She finds out at the end of the episode that Steve Trevor is married, and it felt super recent that at least the way she was remembering him and remembering events, it felt very recent. So I was a little confused by him fiddling with his wedding ring. Yeah, how did she have time to build a skyscraper and slap her name on it if she broke up with him like eight months ago or something? Well, presumably Themyscira Industries has had this office for a while. Maybe they got an office in on the East Coast, too, that she was stationed at. Okay, so she was like a mega CEO before she broke up with him? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. But also he know. found someone and got married after yeah, breaking up with quick. her. So, yeah, processed the breakup. Of some of, of I think it said they were together for t- two years and then found someone and then married them and moved to L.A. six months ago and moved to L.A. six months ago. So right. also handled a cross country move. Yeah. Yeah. And presumably brought her with him within two months of dating, one month of dating. Then they got married. 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's like a uh, Pentecostal or something. <laughs> like those evangelicals get married real quick. As I've said, in the hands of the producers, in the hands of the fandom, I do not think this show worked or would work. But like, I don't know. And maybe that's a good transition to get into this. Uh, I said earlier that maybe we could talk about what would be a good episode two. And I'm changing the question now. Is there anything they could have done in episode two to salvage this show? I mean, besides outright deciding that Wonder Woman is in fact the villain, I think they have room still to do that. I think they could decide that like Pedro Pascal's unassuming little detective guy is the real hero of this show. And Wonder Woman is in fact like off the rails and must be stopped. I think you got enough foundation in episode one to make that decision in episode two. They're making a show about that starring Carl Urban. Hmm. Carl Urban's in another cop show. He's in a show called The Boys, where there's like a group, there's like a Justice League superhero team, and to the public they're heroes, but secretly they're real corrupt and actually supervillains. And Carl Urban and his like hooligan pals are trying to murder all of them. I love Carl Urban. Yeah, it looks it looks show. like an interesting show. Mm. Me too. Anything that you think they could have done to 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 save this this bad bad show? Yes. I think they could have saved it in the sense that if they had treated this first episode like a whoopsie, maybe gotten some fan feedback and then revamped it for episodes moving forward. So, I assume the second episode would be in theme, but hopefully by the third or fourth, they have time to get in some rewrites and reshoots. It, re- I mean, there are quite a few shows. We talk about it often on our show of giving shows potential. Like Parks and Rec got a lot better in the second season than the first. Mm-hmm. The Office improved incredibly. I mean, it was already great, but it improved so much between the first, second and third seasons. So there is always room to make this into a safe procedural that appeals to any viewer who's willing to sit down and just, you know, solve a whodunit. But in this case, instead of, I'm going to talk about Olivia Benson again, instead of Olivia Benson, it's Wonder Woman, then I think that's fine. So yeah, if they just treat this first episode as a little, eh, let's redo that. And hopefully, hopefully they would ask a different group of fans than the fans that had them revamp the pants right off of Wonder Woman. (laughs) For that yeah. final fight. I have to assume. So this was in 2011. So you're getting social media feedback. So once it hits a larger audience, hopefully you'll see more. It makes me think of how they're redoing Sonic the Hedgehog now based on online feedback of how right. they drew it. And I assume throughout that process, they focus grouped it and tested it a ton. And it passed those groups, but of course failed the social media test. So I, I assume the same would have happened with this show because this Mm -hmm. is, this was not great, but the basic idea, as you said, Ronnie could, could be good. BJ, what, uh, what are, what, what can we do? What, what can we do on the operating table to bring this, this, this dead, dead show back to life? The tough question. So we got to redeem wonder woman somehow from a villain to a hero. So I'm thinking episode two, we start out, we kill Steve, Tre- Steve 
Trevor, that is his last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. We kill him off. She's heartbroken. She's upset. We make her feel responsible for his death. And now she's going to be out there following the law because now she wants to save people because she lost something. And that's finally like upset her and made her grow a heart. And she'll become the Wonder Woman we know from the comics. Mm, man pain Wonder Woman. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my ex-boyfriend left me and died Wonder Woman. <laughs> Did you know Chris Pine is Steve Trevor too? I'm just connecting yeah. this now. In so Steve, yeah. Steve Trevor is in different iterations. That story can exist movie. differently. He's, he's the yeah, Lois in the Lane. movie. Yes, yeah. he's Wonder Woman's Lois Lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in um, that's that's why I look at this guy and say you're not a very attractive Chris Pine because I have Chris Pine in the back of my head. Oh, I, you're not a very attractive uh, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You're not a very attractive I can't think of Chris anyone Pine. now except Chris Pine. That, you that's have Pine all. on the brain. I get I, it. I, I, I pine for Pine. Um, and, and, that's, yes. and that's where I rested the whole time being like, man, if they could have just Only. spent a little more money and got Chris Pine. Is he your favorite, Chris? Um, might be. I really, really like Chris Evans. And Good Chris Hemsworth. Chris Pratt's Hems- terrible. I think Hemsworth is my favorite, Chris. Oh, just I'm an Evans fan, but go ahead. Yeah. I think Hemsworth would be the most fun to hang out with. Also, I love Australia and I love his accent. So, yeah. And now that Pratt's gone off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Sad. Yeah. Um, similar to you, BJ. I think that we definitely need to completely revamp the, if not the character of Wonder Woman, just like her circumstances. And so you know. It's is this is 2011. This is fresh out of a, a economic crisis. I think the Mascara Industries goes belly up. I think that she loses Ooh. all of her money, all of her power, all of not her powers, but her her you know political power, her pool in in governments and things like that. And uh, and uh, I think uh, Diana Prince has to see what it's really like to live as a poor person, not just cosplaying <laughs> as a poor person. And uh, you know now she actually has to work with the the FBI with the police in a in a cooperative manner because she's not going to just be able to get out of it because she's got that public uh, public opinion on her side. That that's how I think you could fix it. It's a good plan. Give her a wake up call. Well, take yeah. away her money. Yeah, I don't feel great about that. I don't feel great about like you know taking away like the money from get my money Wonder Woman. But I think uh, <laughs> I think things have gone too far. I think she's 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 out of control. We will never know unless Adrian Palicki comes back and, and writes her own script, which I think would have been a good one uh, to to revamp the, the Wonder Woman TV show. So my episode two is. Uh, there was a, a very bad run of Green Arrow comic books, and then the series was given to Jeff Lemire, who's a very talented comic book writer. And in order to just kind of like keep it in the same continuity because you can't just like say that didn't happen and hit a button. He blew up all of Green Arrow's like companies and had assassins kill all of the supporting cast except for one person. And then just kind of started. I mean, that's one way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And then just started from there. And so I think that's kind of what I would do is uh, have a, a villain or something blow up all of the companies 
wipe clean 75% of the supporting cast and uh, have Diana have to go back to the Amazons and be like, hey, I, uh, I failed my mission and um, I've been like in the world too long and I, I need to get back to my roots and kind of have it be like in, uh, in Rocky when he has to like go to Apollo to be uh clubber Lang. I just threw a lot of references out there. Yeah, that was <laughs> I I have not seen Rocky, so I, I literally I have that read was, comic books and I have seen movies and that is my response. That was, that was Rocky three. Okay. But yeah, kinda have her go back, tail between her legs. Like I gotta I gotta reconnect to, to my roots. I gotta get the eye of the tiger again. Because I got too distracted by private jets and companies. Did Sylvester Stallone write that one too? I know that Sylvester Stallone wrote the first Rocky. Did he write all of them? I don't think so. And uh, I think he wrote one and six and he helped write the Creed movies. Let me see. Mm, I like That's the Creed movies. going to be my guess. Okay. Rocky three. Wow. Was written, directed by and starring Sylvester Stallone. Oh, what the mm. fuck do I know then? <laughs> he like Tommy Wiseau'd this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so that was that was Wonder Woman. That was our uh, our our journey through uh, this wet and wild pilot. Um, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Me too. And BJ, did you want to uh, share a little bit about the pilot podcast? Tell our fans what's that's all about. Sure. So the pilot podcast, as you can probably tell from the name, we're a podcast where we review the pilot episodes of TV shows. And we're all about answering the question, should I watch this? Very cool. Very cool. Where, where can people find you if they want to engage with you in the podcast? I will also take this up. You can find us at oh, the pilot. Po- <laughs> you can find <laughs> us at the pilot dot com. You'll find more of our TV shows and reviews. Where else are we on social media? Me too. Uh, we're on Twitter and on Instagram at the pilot pod, Facebook at the pilot podcast. And you can also email us at askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. We always accept any show, show suggestions and we can watch the show for you and answer in a 30 minute or less, usually really like 25 minute or less podcast, whether that show is worth watching. We also like when people email us meal prep recipes. So random thing we requested <laughs> once and we get them sometimes and they're fabulous. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, for ending pending, you can follow us on Twitter at pending pod. You can follow us on Instagram at ending pending on Facebook at pending pod. Email us at pending pod at gmail.com. Also check out Lunar Light Studio. We are a part of the Lunar Light Studio podcast network. You can find more shows at lunarlightstudio.com. Lots of great stuff there over which advertising, new shows, trans questioning, uh, mock footage, uh, lots of uh, deck of friendship, lots of awesome stuff coming your way. Check it out at LunarLightStudio.com. And if we were to, you know, finally rehash uh, Wonder Woman, if we were trying to finally get it revamped, um, we got to tell everybody. Everyone's got to hear about it. Why are you shaking your head? Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Oh, yeah, don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Lunar Light Studio. 
pretty, witty, and gay. 